Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I am yours, Victor Dadaj. I hope you are having an amazing day today. Today, we have an incredible guest. This man has a lot of accomplishments. He is a highly sought-after business mentor who has been featured in Success from Home magazine and has spoken alongside gurus like Grant Cardone, John Maxwell, Les Brown, and Mel Robbins. He has owned successful franchises, developed multiple online businesses, and has spoken all over the world to audiences as large as 25,000 people. He has built businesses in the network marketing profession with teams that have generated nine figures in sales. And as an accomplished trainer and speaker, he has successfully led hundreds of live events around the world, assisting people in building their own businesses and increased sales revenues through executive training and mentorships. Let's welcome Darren Kitt. How are you doing today, Darren? Hey, Victor. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing great. Awesome. It's great to have you on, Darren. And I'd like to get started by asking you to uh, please share your story. How did you get started in becoming an entrepreneur? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me and congratulations on all the great things you're doing. I was reading up on your background and story. And so that's that's amazing. So thank you, first of all. Um, my story, you know, it's it's uh it's always weird for me to hear people say all these great things about me because I want to hurry up and get through that so I can always give them the story behind the story, which I believe will motivate and inspire a lot of people that are listening and watching this, knowing, hey, look, if Darren Kidd can do it, you definitely can do it. And that's true. But what happened was I, I you know, I was born and raised in a small town in Virginia and I went to college, but I dropped out after about a year and a half. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I I knew that at that point I believe in education, but you know, my business professor never had his own business health professor wasn't even really healthy. And I was like, man, if you buy people's opinion, you buy their lifestyle. And so I need to find people that have what I want and and I want a better life. And so I started researching franchises and different things like that. And up until 25, I had failed over and over and over again. And that was probably the lowest point in my life where you know I, I was walking into our bedroom and I closed the door And so no kids would come in and I walked over and pulled out this big Coca-Cola plastic piggy bank. And I I told my daughter, someday we'll go to Disney World, you know, put put your money in here because someday we'll use to go to Disney World. And unfortunately, my dad passed away saying someday, someday we'll go do this. Someday we'll go do that. And someday never came. And so I learned that someday leads to a town called Nowhere. And I learned but I also learned that some people some days are other people's every days. And I was on the floor going through that change because we were bankrupt. My car was repossessed on government assistance, applying for food stamps. So here I was, I'm a college dropout. They repossessed my car. I'm bankrupt, can't feed my family, can't support my spouse. And I didn't have a lot of hope. I've been to the doctor for depression. They put me on these antidepressants that made me feel worse than the depression. And when my daughter walked in that room, and she saw me on my hands and knees going through the change to get enough to go get bread and milk and something to last a couple more days. And she runs out crying. And I just remember being on the, my, my hands and knees going, God, how could I get this low where I can't feed my family, can't support my spouse. And that was the moment that it hurt bad enough, Victor, where I said, you know what? That's it. I walked in the other room and I took a three by five index card and I put, I will until 
and which is which is my book title, and that's where it came from. Because want is a weak word. Up to that point, I want a better life. I want to do this. I want to do that. But at that point, that attitude shift, everything changed. So over the last twenty five years, you know, is where I went out and in you know spent multiple six figures in my education and read hundreds and you know or thousands of books and audios and trainings and mentors and you know, seminars, and then making a ton of mistakes is what led me to the life that I have now. And so hopefully that inspires and motivates, you know, all of you that are listening and watching, because I believe, Victor, that none of us are even close to our potential. You know, I believe God, we're we're made in the image of our creator. We're made for success and the world programs us for failure. So pretty much on an everyday basis, we're told more about our limitations than our possibilities, and so that's why I love helping and inspiring and motivating people to know they can be more, do more, and have more with their God-given potential. No, thanks for sharing your story, Darren. And I think that'll definitely inspire a lot of people because sometimes I think when people see these people have a lot of success, they think they always had that success. And obviously that was not the case for you. You struggled for many years. By the time you were 25, you tried a lot of different things. You failed in a whole bunch of different things. You had trouble supporting your family, feeding your family. You're on food stamps. You were bankrupt. And 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 it hurt you. You wanted to be able to someday take your daughter to Disney World. And after a while, you realize the word someday really means nowhere. And I think one shift you realized was writing on that three by five index card. You said, I will until because the words you say to yourself, your self-talk really affects you big time. And very often the things we say to yourself are weak words. Like you said, a lot of people say, I want, I want, I want, but it's not really strong language but you say i will until so you kept doing it again and again and as a result of the past 25 years you have had incredible success but it wasn't easy it took a lot of time and effort you invest in yourself you did a lot of personal development you got you went to a whole bunch of seminars events you got mentors and and, and all that makes the difference so it really is putting that time and that effort and and i hope people realize that maybe you're an entrepreneur who's struggling and maybe maybe you think there's no light at the end of the tunnel but there are a lot of people like Darren and others who have struggled for many years, but then they finally figure out what to do. And because they never gave up, that's the important thing. You never gave up. You were able to achieve that success. And do you think that a lot of people often give up right before success is about to hit there? They stop three feet from the gold. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, if I study, and I know you do too, is, is I study some of the most successful people in the world. And now a lot of my circles are people that, I mean, some of them, you know, a billion, 10, 20, 30 billion. And I love asking questions and being a sponge and finding out. And one thing you find out, they're just like everyone else. You know, they have their self-doubts. They have their insecurities. Um, you know, they all were bad before they were good. and But they never quit. You know, they have pure grit. They go, I will until. And it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just how long it takes. It's a process. And so I really do believe that a lot of people quit right before. And, and again, like you said, it's it's our mindset. Anything that we ever achieve or win, we achieve and win in our head first. And our outside world is a, is a mirror. It's a reflection of our inside world. And so some of the things at that point, you know, 25, I was a victim. Up into that day, it was poor, pitiful me. They must live in a big city. I live in a small town. Poor, pitiful me. They must have a college education. I have a lack of education. They must, you know, they must have a lot of money. I have hardly any money, right? I'm, I'm broke. Um, well, at that point, I, I say financially challenged. Broke is a mindset. 
And, and so I had all these things that that I was, you they, they must be great public speakers. I'll pass out in front of five people. At that time, I only had, a, the year and a half I did go to college, we had a speech class. It was 15 people, a little small class. I knew them. We were friends, but I still would almost pass out if I knew I had to get in front of those people, right? I would shake and I would sweat and I couldn't sleep nights before. It was terrible. So if you would have told me, Darren, you'll be speaking all over the world in front of 20, 25,000 people and and loving it, I'd have been like, uh, nope, not me. But when I started taking responsibility, because when we're a victim, we have no, you know, we're not responsible for anything. Hey, it's just whatever happens, I'm reactive. We're not proactive. We're not living intentionally. So when I took responsibility, I go, you know what? Les Brown says, wherever you are, right, at some point in your life, you had an appointment to be here. We are where we are today because of decisions that we make, good and bad. So the question is, what can we do? Are we going to focus on the past and continue to live in the past? But I've never seen a person create a great future by living in the past. You have to focus on where you're going, what you want, what you can do. And so, yes, so many people, they give up and they quit right before the multipliers kick in, right before that one connection. And here's what I like to do. And I don't know if this encourages or, or gives anybody else maybe an idea, I love to study people that have made it, you know? So if you study, whether it was KFC, Colonel Sanders, right? I mean, the guy was turned down a thousand plus times for his chicken recipe, but yet, boom, the one person that saw it completely changed, you know, and now it's one of the biggest in the world, right? If you look at um, uh, Tyler Perry, you know, I listened to his story of how, you know, his, his, his mom and him were abused and he'd go hide under the house, and just turn on his imagination. And he turned the negative things. Sometimes the worst things in our life can end up being the best things in our life. But he talked about how he started doing plays and he quit his job and everything was failing. And then one more time, he looked out the window and there was a line of people. Or you look at Sylvester Stallone, turned down hundreds and thousands of times for Rocky. And then finally one person said yes. And then the whole story behind Rocky. If you look at, I was recently I saw a guy who's like, look, I was only getting 12 views on my video. I was so discouraged because one of them was my mom and my grandmother. And, you know, and he's like, but little did he know one of those views was Oprah Winfrey who hired him and changed his life. So most people quit right before they reach gold, right before the multipliers kick in. And you never know when it's that next door, that next connection, that next opportunity that completely changes everything you've done. So knowing that it will happen as long as we continue to move forward and improve and, and focus on the process, not necessarily results, makes a huge difference. Uh, definitely. You definitely share some really good stuff there. And I think uh, if people pay attention, because the things uh, people, the mistakes they made really cost them a lot of success. And you mentioned earlier on is that, you know, we're made for success, but for position for failure because of the way society school uh, works on it so very often you know we don't have any limitations when we are born I, you know you talk to a kid when they're six years old yes what do you want to do they want to say i want to own this i want to be an astronaut i want to i want to own the team they have all kinds of dreams when we ask them when they're 18 years old their dreams have really really gotten a lot small because they've been programmed to be what they call realistic and not not shoot for the big things and unless Brown, uh, you mentioned him before, he used to say, you know, shoot for the shoot for this move because if you fall short, you'll still land among the stars. And and you mentioned successful people are like everyone; they have their doubts like everyone else. 
But the big difference is they don't give up. And they, you said you have to win your head first because that makes all the difference. People don't realize everything between your two ears makes all the difference in the world. And you really have to win in your mind. You got to get that mindset going before you really have that success. Because even if you get some money, if you have the wrong mindset, you're going to find a way to lose all that money, which is why the vast majority of lottery winners are broke within five years. You would think, how can I have $100 million? But be broke later on. But if you have that wrong mindset, you're not prepared for it, you'll find a way to blow it. And you talked about your life. You say you were a victim at 25. You sound from a small town, have lack of education. These people have all these other advantages, but you realize later on you were playing a victim. And you realized, um, and I like what you said here broke is a mindset. You were financially challenged at the time. And you did something that a lot of people don't do. You took full responsibility for your life. And that is one of the biggest keys to success. One of my mentors, Jack Campbell, wrote a book called The Success Principles. And his very first principle of success is take 100% responsibility for your life. Because he says, everything flows from that. Those who don't take success act like victims. They are not solutionary. They will, they say, everyone else is responsible for my problems, my boss, my spouse, my family, the president, the government, you name it. They'll blame anything anyone else except themselves they never look at the part that they play and where they are but once they take 100 responsibility their life changed because then they focus on finding solutions and he's another example of someone who did not give up because when he and mark victor hansen wrote chicken soup for the soul back in the 90s they were rejected by 144 publishers hmm. but the 145th publisher said yes it became the third best-selling book of the 1990s, and the whole book series has sold over 500 million copies. So great things can happen if you don't give up. And you shared, you know, uh, Colonel Sanders, uh, Tyler Perry, uh, Sylvester Stallone. And you mentioned a guy um, who had only 12 views on, on, on YouTube, but one of them was from Oprah, and then she hired him, and things changed because you just never know who's looking at it. And Oprah herself, from her first TV job, she was uh, fired because she was suitable not she was determined not to be suitable for TV. Lo and behold, we saw the kind of career Oprah had later on. The Beatles were rejected by Decca Records in 1962 because they were told guitar bands are on their way out, but they did not give up. So if you don't give up, you don't, don't let other people tell you what to do. Unfortunately, that's what a lot of people do. And as a result, they don't do great things. And, and, and it's a shame because they could have had incredible lives if they had just continued and persevered. Now, you mentioned you're also fearful of speaking in front of people. Could you mind talking a little bit about fear? Because um, I think it's something that stops a lot of people. There's this fears of missing out, fears of judgment, fears of what other people think about you. And 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 I'm sure you're familiar with the acronym, False Evidence of Pain. Can you talk about fear and how you can overcome it and why it stops so many people? Because I'm sure you, you've coached so many people over the years, and I'm sure um, a lot of those people have, have fear that it's stopping them. Absolutely. Well, and, and most people, oh, and by the way, Walt Disney, look at Walt Disney, mm -hmm. right? He was fired for not having imagination. And, you know, and here he is, he's worked so hard and he sacrificed everything and all of his employees were basically taken. And he found out like his whole world, that one character, what was it, Oswald the rabbit, you know, was taken from him. But on the train ride back is when he came up with Mickey Mouse. Mm -hmm. So there would be no Mickey Mouse without all of those challenges. So the obstacles by the way, they lead to elevation. It's not the easy times that make us grow. We do not grow in easy times. And so that's important to understand. And we can talk about that in a minute. But to answer your question, um, the fear, it's I think fear is a good thing. Actually, if we use it the right way, 
Courage is you feel the fear, but you do it anyway. It's okay to be scared, but be scared and keep moving forward. And I know that every single successful person that I've met, and you have too, they were bad before they were good. So my my philosophy was, you know what, if I'm going to be bad before I'm good, I just want to hurry up and get it out of the way. And there's two ways to get to where we want to be. Number one, you know, when I'm working and coaching with people, I'm like, look, you can spend 30 years like I did. You can make millions of dollars in mistakes and read hundreds and thousands of books and invest multiple six figures. That's one way to do it. Or you can hire someone that has what you want, model what they do, you know, hire them by their experiences, shave years off your learning curve and get to where you want to be a lot sooner than later. But very important, we listen to the people that have what we want. Because nobody's going to look at this video. If they're listening to this, you may not see it. But if you're on video, you're going to see, you're not going to, you're not going to ask me for hair advice. I promise you. Because <laughs> I have none, right? I'm hair challenged as well. And, uh, but you go, man, that's crazy, Darren. No, I would never think about asking you for hair advice. But we ask people that don't have what we want. We get advice from them. And that's not smart. You know, I was talking to a lady recently that was looking to get me to coach her and you know, she went through a certification and and so it's it's important to have the education, but it's also important when we're looking for specific things to find some of the best out there and learn from those people. And with technology and the way things work now, that's a lot easier to do than back when I was looking for those people. So the fear is you focus on, you know, progress, not perfection. And, and it was, I believe it was the founder of uh, IBM Watson said, if you want to double your rate of success, you double your rate of failure. And success loves speed. People think that failure is a negative. Failure is your best friend because the way we use failure, if, if we use the right way, I don't fail, I either win or I learn. And so when you make that mistake, you what are you afraid of? Well, if what you're afraid of, if you don't go act, Everything that you're afraid of is probably going to happen. So I'm like, look, you know, it, it's feeling the fear and pushing forward anyway. It's making those mistakes because we're never going to feel ready. Psychologists have proven it's easier to act our way into a feeling than feel our way into acting. So if we're failing and we plan to review, a rocket is off track on the way to the moon 97% of the time, but it continues to readjust. So when I make that mistake and I go, okay, the quality of my life is determined by the quality of questions that I ask myself. So how can I learn from this experience? What can I learn? How can I grow through this and not just go through this? And Victor, our brain, the way we're created, our brain wants to be right. And you have to think about what you're thinking about. So when we think 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day. By the time we're 35, pretty much everything we do on a daily basis, we're a program robot. And, and when we when we think the same thoughts and do the same things, we get the same results. So the same version that got us where we are is not the same version that gets us to the next level. It's not the same thinking. It's not the same behaviors. So when we think 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day, our brain is designed to block most of the things out because it would drive us crazy if we paid attention to everything. So you have to tell your brain what you want and your brain wants to be right. It's a reticular activating system. The RAS for short, it allows things in to serve your goals and it blocks things out that do not. You never noticed how many cars on the road, like the one you're driving to, you bought it. They were there before. So if I sit here and I'm going through these challenges and I'm fearful and I, and what you speak about, you bring about, oh man, it's probably going to be bad. It's probably going to be bad. Guess what? It is because your words and your thoughts, I taught my children this, I remind them 
constantly. Your thoughts and your words are seeds. You're planning tomorrow today. You're painting tomorrow today. Your thoughts and your words are like a paintbrush. And you don't plant an apple seed and expect an orange. You get what you plant. And you just don't get one apple. You get a whole apple tree that has seeds in those apples. So when you think about what you think about, you're very careful what you speak because the power of life and death is in our tongue. And when you think a negative thought, it's four to seven times more powerful than a positive. When you speak it, it multiplies it by 10. So there's a 40 to 70 times more likelihood that it's going to happen. Your brain wants to be right. So when you say things like, I can't afford it, I used to say things like that. Well, then your brain, it goes into the subconscious folders, throws into your conscious mind. Here are all the reasons you're right. You can't afford it. Instead of how can I afford it? Right? How can I grow through this, not just go through this? So again, I know I'm hitting you with a fire hose of information, but when you fear, have fear, completely normal. Like I'm afraid of stuff every single day, but you feel the fear, you learn to embrace the fear and you learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable. When I'm in the gym and I'm sitting here, my my 26 year old son, right? And he weighs 175, he's front squatting like 400 and some pounds and the other day he was cleaning and pressed above his head 315 or 25 pounds. And the gym owner said, Darren, that's the strongest man pound for pound I've ever seen in my life, right? He was raised around personal development. He was raised on thinking about what you're thinking about. Be careful what you speak, setting goals. But he was the one that I was like, oh my gosh, the assault bike is from the devil. And he's like, he, go get, he said, get comfortable being uncomfortable. So comfort zones, being in that uncomfortable position Comfort zones are designed to keep us safe, and they look at sameness as security. Anytime we start getting outside that comfort zone, we can make up a lot of reasons to come right back with feel safe, but yet comfort zone's not very comfortable. Yeah, you definitely shared a lot of great uh, tips there, and and I love what you said about the comfort zone because you said the brain, it's one of its functions to keep us safe. So that's why a lot of things that we want to do, we don't do it because it's something very foreign to us. And the brain likes what is familiar. So that's why when we try something new, the brain is not really uh, really supportive of trying something new. So that's why you say you have to get comfortable doing the uncomfortable. But like with anything you try the first time, it feels uncomfortable. But after you do it a number of times, you get comfortable. It's like riding a bike. The first time you tried it, it was very uncomfortable. After a while, you got used to it and you master riding the bike. And the comfort zone is one of the biggest things that stops people from succeeding because they want what's coming. They're they're in a job they can't stand, but they're comfortable. They know what to expect. They're afraid to try a new job. They're afraid they may not find a new job. Or they're in a toxic relationship. They're dating someone. They're they're miserable, but they're afraid of being alone. So they'd rather stick in that relationship because they know what to expect and they're afraid to try what's new. And what stops a lot of people from succeeding. And you Mm -hmm. talked about, you want to say something? No, say yes. You're right. Yes. Yeah, and, and and like you said, feel the fear and do it anyway. We are born with only two fears, the fear of loud noises and the fear of falling down. Everything else is learned. But like you said, don't deny the fear. You know, admit the fear, feel it, and do it anyway. Susan Jeffers wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. I highly recommend it to everyone. Yeah, so just take action in the fear, and eventually the fear will go away, like you said. And you talked about the fact you could succeed in two ways. Spend 30 years like you did, make a lot of mistakes, spend tons of money, 
or get a mentor. The ment- a lot of people are afraid to spend money on a mentor because they say it costs money. But you know what? Like you said, the mentor is going to save you a lot of years of frustration and stress. He's going to help you. And you could probably figure a lot of these things out on your own, but it's going to take you 15, 20, 25 years. Why waste all those years where a mentor could teach you that in six months or a year? You save yourself 20 years. So and, and you can make a lot of money during those 20 years that you save. So a mentor has changed so many people's lives. And you talk to any successful person, they will all tell you they all have a mentor or coach that guides them. You look at all successful athletes, they'll have a trainer, they'll have a coach who guides them and they because they can see these things that you can't. And I definitely agree with you. Get yourself a mentor. And success and, and the cost, by the way, Victor, yeah. and what you just said is so true. The cost of not hiring someone, having a mentor or someone that can guide and direct you. The cost of not having them is a lot more than the investment of you paying that person to shave years off your learning curve. And a blind spot's called a blind spot for a reason. It's blind to us. We can't see it. And if we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep getting what we're getting. And one of the biggest aha moments I've had in the last few years in my career is that we can be mentally enslaved and handcuffed and not even know it by the same people that are around us, the same environment, the same associations. So I am very intentional about getting outside of my comfort zone, outside of my circle, about you know seeking out people that make me extremely uncomfortable because they think so big and they do such big things. And that has made a massive difference that's catapulted me to a whole nother world by doing those things. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I remember reading a number of years ago, uh, Jack Campbell and Mark Victor Anson were at this event in New York City I think for the New York Chiropractic Society and Tony Robbins was also there. They were all giving talks. So during one of the breaks, they went up to Tony Robbins and they said, you know, you make so much more money than we do. And you're not that much smarter than than we are. And so we're trying to figure out why do you make so much more money than we do? So then Tony Robbins asked them, um, the mastermind group you're in, uh, how much do the people your mastermind make? And they said, oh, they each make about one or two million dollars. He says, that's your problem. In my mastermind group, the reason I make $56 million each year is every person in my group makes at least $100 million. And they stretch me. They make me grow. They make me do so many things I could not have done if I were in a mastermind group where the people making less money. So you said, surround yourself with a group of people that will get you out of your comfort zone, make you grow and stress because they can definitely change your life. A lot of times you got to look at the people around you because you know, I'm sure you're familiar with this. Jim Rohn said you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And if you're around very average people, you're not going to grow. But if you surround yourself with successful people, positive people, people make you grow, your life is going to change because they're going to make you stretch yourself that into places you would never imagine before. So I totally agree with you. That was a very powerful point you said. Um, and like you said, a lot of people listen to people who have not achieved the kind of life that they want. So if you want to make a million dollars at $10 million, don't talk to someone who's making $20,000 a year. Talk to someone like you, for example, who's made many millions of dollars over the course of your career. Look at the people who have done what you want. And and you mentioned focus on progress, not results. That stops a lot of people because a lot of times in the beginning, you won't get those results. But if you're doing the right things, you're consistent, eventually those results will come. So be patient with yourself. And I love that success, low speed. Don't procrastinate. Too many people procrastinate and double your rate of failure. Because like you said, failure is where, where everyone learns because failure is an acronym first attempt at learning. The more you try, you're going to fail, but you keep learning from it. That's fine. If you don't learn from your mistakes, then that's the problem. But as long as you learn, you're getting feedback. Yeah, like you said, you give the result, you give the example of a rocket being off course most of the time, but eventually gets to where it's supposed to. Same thing with airplanes. They're off course most of the time, but they make adjustments, they get the feedback, and they eventually land at the airport where they're supposed to. So don't be afraid to take action, but get feedback, listen to people. 
don't be pigheaded and think, and you know, like you said, things will work out. And I like what you say, you grow through this. And a lot of people don't look at it that way. And and I like the fact you mentioned the subconscious mind because 95% of our uh, decisions are made by the subconscious. People think our conscious our conscious mind makes a decision, but it's not, it's a subconscious mind. So I, and definitely in a minute, I want you to talk a little bit more about that because um, a lot of people do not work on the subconscious mind. And um, and I'm glad you brought the reticular activating system because, like you said, you you have all these thousands of thoughts bombarding your mind, so your brain uh, gets you know it blocks out the things it considers an apart, which is why what you focus on expands, and the kind of thoughts you have becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. You mentioned about the cars, you know, like for example, if you wanted to buy a red car, all of a sudden you start noticing red cars. Why? Because it's important to you. But those red cars were always there. It just, it wasn't important to you before. You didn't notice. So when something becomes important to you, you will notice it. If you think there are no good men out there or no good women, guess what? You're not going to find any. But if you think there are opportunities out there, you think there are good men or good women out there, you will eventually find because you're going to start looking for it. You're going to start looking for those opportunities. So definitely some good stuff. And you, and you, you talked about planting seeds. What you say, you're planting seeds. It, it reminds me of the book by James Allen, As a Man Thinketh. You get what you plant. So I love what you shared about that. And... Um, just get away from the negative thoughts because your brain wants to prove you right. And, and the kind of questions you ask, you brought this very important point. Too often people focus on, oh, I can't afford it. I can't do this. But focus on how can I become successful? How can I afford it? How can I make more money? Focus on empowering questions. So that's a powerful point you brought up. And I hope people uh, caught that because that's very important. The kind of questions you ask will determine the kind of life that you will have. So uh, you might talk a little bit more about the subconscious mind and how it affects everything that you do, because I think a lot of people focus on uh, just tell me what I need to do. I mean, a lot of times people know what they need to do, but because of their mindset and subconscious mind, they self-sabotage. You might talk a little bit more about how, why we should be working our subconscious mind every day. Yeah, we, we only get, uh, I had a billionaire mentor of mine for many, many years. And this guy had 40 companies in 60 countries that did billions of dollars in sales. He uh, paid for a thousand kids a year to go to college. He gave away hundreds of millions to charity. One of the most amazing people I've ever met. And he said something that I thought I understood, but I really didn't get it until several years ago. He goes, you will never get past your self-imposed limitations. It's not what goes on around us that is as important as what goes on within us. So it's like an invisible lid. We only get what we feel like we're worth. And you take the lottery example. I met a guy here locally years ago, uh, actually many years ago, but I was so hungry and just wanting success. And he had this amazing car and this necklace that cost more than my house. And I'm like, hey, if you don't mind me asking, that's a beautiful car. Love your necklace. Like I love studying successful people. What do you do for work? And he's like, I won the lottery. And I laughed because I thought he was joking, but he wasn't joking. But here is the life lesson for me. Most people win the, lose, win the lottery. They made him watch a video before they gave him any money. There was almost like a horror movie. It was one terrible story after another of people who said the lottery is the worst thing that ever happened to me. People that committed suicide. Most people lose all the money within 30 some months and not only lose it, they go back to a place worse than where they were ever before they won the lottery. And you go, why is that? Because they didn't become a multimillionaire. They were given millions of dollars and our income always comes back down to where we are. 
But if you take it from a multimillionaire, just like they had that show, what was it, Undercover Billionaire not too long ago with Grant Cardone? They put him out in this city where he knew no one, had no money, and went out within like 90 days and created a multi-multi-million dollar you know, business because he had the skills. He believed he was worthy of that success. And so I, I learned earlier on, I don't make what I want, I make what I am. And if I want to make more, I have to become more. Well, how do we become more? We have to change the way we think. We have to change the things that we do. We have to change the way that we speak. So your subconscious mind, again, if we're thinking 70 to 90,000 thoughts a day, it makes more decisions than our conscious mind. We think about what we're thinking about. I used to get up in the morning, Victor, and I would watch Bad Morning America, <laughs> right? And no, it's Good Morning America. No, it's not really because it's no good. I would sit in my recliner, drink my coffee in the first hour of my day, fueling my mind with negativity and fear and stress and bad stories where now, okay, what I do is I get up and I have my rituals throughout the entire day. You know, I'm getting up, I'm drinking 20 ounces of water, my first hour to hour and a half of the day or my purpose development. It's the spiritual stuff. It's a sermon. It's my, my devotions on an audible app. You know, then I have my learning, the personal development time. So I fuel my mind with the right things. Be very intentional. The most powerful supercomputer ever created is right between our ears. And we can't expect to live a positive life with negative junk in, continually fueling our brain with negative stuff. Garbage in, garbage out. And then I do the same thing at the end of the day, a similar ritual. And so what happens, and then I have all kinds of things I do throughout the day because I know my subconscious mind is always recording. So what ha you start to become aware of your thoughts and be you start to change your thought patterns, how you speak, the things that you do, you change your physiology, right? So when you do all of these things, next thing you know, you're asking the right questions, you're setting goals, you're telling your brain what's most important to you. You you change your physiology. You know, I just went to the chiropractor a while ago and and uh and you know, he he's we we're talking about my my daily routine. I mean, I'll be 50 in March. I feel better than I did in my 20s. And every 25 minutes, I use the Pomodoro method. I take a five-minute break and I do, you know, my whole little ritual, 20 push-ups and air squats and stretching and drink water. And I do all these things throughout the day where I'm constantly changing my state, my physical state, my mental state, success environment. I keep things around me that remind me of why I'm working so hard. Because we'll quit if it's just for us, but when it's for other people, it's our family and those reasons. So the subconscious mind, we have to, and, and we've been thinking like this our entire life, our environment, the way we were raised. It takes some time. When I was so intimidated by all these other people, they must come from big cities and have a college education and be great speakers. I have a lack of education, live in a small town. I had to go, look, what can I do today? Can I get a little bit better today? Well, if I can get a little bit better today, when I heard a speaker ask that question, I go, can I get a little bit better today? Yeah, I can do that. I can focus on progress, not perfection. Well, if I'm reading 10 pages out of a good book a day, back then, even though it was hard for me because my attention span is the size of a gnat at that point, right? And I go, that's about a book a month. So in 10 years, I've read 100. Most people hadn't read 10. That, that compound effect makes a massive difference over a period of time. So when I started to focus on, all right, what is the, if that's my goals, I'm going to, I'm going to run out in the future and visit my goals. 
in my dreams because your brain doesn't know the difference in reality and what you tell it. And this is crazy. So now the science proves that when we think a thought, your body produces the same chemicals and endorphins as if the experience actually happened. So we can experience an experience before we ever experience it. Why is that important? We move in the direction of things we're familiar with, good or bad. We're our own pharmacy. We produce our own drugs. If someone's addicted to drama and there is no drama, they create it. So when you start to visualize in vivid detail, run out and visit your, your dreams in the future, then you come back to where you are now, look for the stepping stones to get to where you want to be. And what you think about, you bring about. You magnetize the condition that you seek. And when you have clarity, clarity gives you focus and focus gives you energy. When you put all these things together, fueling your mind with the right things, like what you read, what you listen to, your associations, because they work harder on us than we work on them. I don't care how strong you think you are. You're not stronger than your associations. They're going to lift you up or they're going to take you down, just like an elevator. What are my associations doing to me or for me? So you fuel your mind. Be careful of what you speak. Create the habits and rituals on a daily basis because if you know where you want to go, you know that destination. In between is the process. What is the quality of the process? I know I'm not going to feel like doing what I need to do 90% of the time. So what are the daily habits and rituals that can take me thinking, take, take my discipline, oh, take the thinking out of it, right? So at first, it's purely discipline. It's just pure discipline. Am I doing these things on a daily basis, no matter how I feel? I don't feel like going to the gym today, but guess what? I'm going and I'll be glad I did. I don't want to go to the gym, but I want the results that I'm going to get from the gym. So when I focus on the quality of the process, the habits and the rituals and, and, and do all of these, it's like a recipe for success. And then you start moving in that direction. And at first it's discipline, but then it becomes part of your personality, and you don't have to think about it as much. And if you do fall off the wagon, you get back on a whole lot sooner than later. No, definitely some really good stuff there, Darren. Um, I'm glad you shared uh, what that billionaire told you. You know, you won't, you never get past your self-imposed limitation. You only get what you feel you're worth is. So you only feel you're worth 30000 You're not going to make a million dollars. So you got to work on your limitation, work on your inner world first, because that determines your outer world. And I think a lot of people do not do that. And he talked about the fact uh, the lottery was they never worked for that money. They never built themselves up, which is one of the reasons why they lost that money. And you mentioned Greg Cardone. Um, you know, he, you know, he did that thing. They, he was, you know, he was broke. And within 90 days, he had this million dollar business because he has that million dollar mindset. And many other uh, successful people, they lost it all. But they all got it back within a year or two because they had that million dollar, ten million dollar, billion dollar mindset. But they did not see themselves as someone who did not have any money. So because they developed themselves, you said you built yourself up. Yeah, you 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 can definitely get that money back because that's the kind of person. Like you said, to make more, you need to become more. And uh, like you used to watch Bad Morning America, and you realize watching negative stuff just had a really bad effect on you so that's why you mentioned now in the morning 
You know, you have your purpose development, you have your personal development, you're very intentional, you program your brain, you're reading good stuff, you're watching good stuff, and you do the same thing at night. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned you do it in the morning and at night because I don't think a lot of people are aware of the fact that your subconscious mind is most impressionable when you wake up in the morning and right before you go to bed. So all those events are going to play a lot more in your subconscious mind. So that's why it's very important how you start your morning and how you end your evening before you go to bed. It's very important how you program your subconscious mind and because it's, it's really impressive with those two times. And you mentioned garbage in and garbage out. So you got to be very careful what you feed your mind. A lot of times we're careful about what we feed our stomachs. We don't give it garbage food, but we don't think about what are we feeding our minds? We we totally ignore it. And, and especially our self-talk is so negative. We don't realize, man, we're letting so many negative thoughts come out there. And you, and you can think of it as a garden. Um, in a garden, you don't have to do anything. Weeds will grow. But if you want a nice garden, you have to tender it, nurture it, take care of it. Same thing with your mind. You don't have to do anything. Eventually, negative stuff will go enter your mind. But if you want to have a positive, strong, uh, successful mind, you need to work on it, nurture it, take care of it day in and day out. And you've got to be consistent with it. And uh, and you mentioned just a little bit better every day. I, I think so many people are so focused on trying to do everything at once. Like you have, you want to have huge muscles. You don't, don't lift weights three hours a day for five days. Do it, you know, consistently over the course of many months. Cause it's a saying consistency will beat intensity all the time. And a lot of people don't realize that a little bit each day. Um, you mentioned reading 10 pages a day at the end of one year, that's 3,650 pages. That's a lot of reading. That's why, You've read more people than you've read more than most of the people, and you mentioned the compound effect, consistency. The compound effect it makes a big difference in the long. Too often people look at the short term instead of the long term, and that's why a penny doubled over the course of thirty days is over five million dollars. In the first few days, it's not a lot of money, but after a month, it's five million. But if you know what, if you double a penny every other day for thirty days, you only have one hundred sixty-three dollars and eighty-four cents. That is what lack of consistency will cost you in the in the long run. And again, we move in the direction of familiarity, which is what you mentioned. And you talked about visualization, looking and and, and looking, you know, looking at these events as occurring in your mind. After a while, your brain will become familiar with it. It will feel as if it is actually real because, like you said, the brain cannot tell the difference between a real event or an imaginative. So visualization is very important. So I'm glad you brought that up. I hope people will uh, do some more research into that thinking. Uh, these powerful thoughts, visualizing successful thoughts, because it can make a big difference in, in the long run. And you talked about associations, they will make or break you. So surround yourself with uplifting successful people because they're going to lift you up and stretch you. And you talked about the fact that habits will take you through what you don't want to do. Because sometimes the things you don't want to do, uh, you don't feel like doing, but you know what? You still do it. Like, Sometimes you don't feel like going to the gym, but you want to you focus on the results that you want. You know, if you go to the gym on a consistent basis, you'll have the kind of lifestyle that you want. And you said right now at 50, you feel stronger and better than you did when you were in your early 20s. That's because you know, you're, you know, you're consistent in going to the gym. And you said it starts with discipline, but eventually it'll become your personality. And those habits will make will help determine that personality. So that's some really great stuff there. And you know, for for those people that right now that are, that want to become an entrepreneur, they're getting started. You know, what are some of the things you recommend they do when they get started, and what are some of the pitfalls that they should be aware of? Because here's the thing: sometimes people go want to become an entrepreneur. They think, "Oh man, I'm going to make a million dollars my first week," and as we know, that almost never happens. So I think sometimes people come with a unrealistic expectation. So you want to talk about what to expect, what they should do, and also what to be aware of when they get started. 
Yeah, I mean, so so understand there's a difference between being an employee and an entrepreneur. And if you're looking to be an entrepreneur and, and right now you have a career, I would say Jim Rohn would, would, would always say, hey, look, you know, work on your 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 job full time and your fortune part time because it takes some of that pressure off of you. And so really determine what it is you want and why you want it. You know, what do you want for your life? What is something that you're really passionate about? And then when you decide to become an entrepreneur, understand it's going to be a process. You know, well, I, you know, here I am. I've worked really hard for the last six months or a year and, and I'm not rich yet. Well, that's called a get rich quick scheme. You know, if it sounds easy, it's probably sleazy. Businesses take time. Uh, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad. Most people go to work, get, get good grades, get a good job and exchange time for money. Wealthy people develop assets to throw off cash over a period of time. But at first, you're going to work harder as an entrepreneur than you get paid to eventually have the ability, the potential to get paid for a whole lot more than you're doing. Most people, they don't understand the emotional roller coaster that you go through. You can be on top of the world one day. You're in the no sleep zone. You're like a chihuahua jacked up on Red Bull. You're like, oh, my gosh, the dream machine is on. It hadn't been on since I was a little kid. You know, we can have a better life. I can be a stay-at-home parent. I can travel the world. I can put my family in a nice, safe vehicle. I can feed my family healthier foods. I can tithe more to my church. I can give more to charities that I believe in. I can retire my spouse, whatever it may be. And the very next day, like you're in the self-doubt zone going, maybe my negative friends and family are right. You know, maybe I do want to work until I die. Maybe I should just settle because we're in a box, and if you get too low, your friends will, hey, come back up here. Don't get too low, Darren. You know, you you got this. But then when you start putting your head above the crowd and you go, man, I have a dream for a better future, then they start trying to keep you in that box because a lot of times it makes them feel uncomfortable because they don't want to go out and do what you're willing to do. And Steve Harvey said, look, if you want to kill a big dream, tell it to a small-minded person. So be very careful who you share your dreams with. So you try to stay in that box. So you, you, you're in that self-doubt phase, and then the next day you could be right back up to, I'm so excited I can't sleep. It is an emotional roller coaster. But the way that you continue to stay strong enough, long enough, and I talk about these things in my book, is you know why you're doing what you're doing. What are your reasons? Reasons reap results. Your why has to eventually be big enough to make you cry. For me, every time I felt like quitting, which was a thousand times a day, I would rewind that video in my mind of my daughter running out of the room crying, me being on my hands and knees and going, you know what? They quit on their family. I will never quit on mine. Whatever it takes, I am unstoppable. You knock me down. I keep getting back up over and over and over again. I will until... So in my mind, I'm visualizing as if the experience actually happened. So I'm living in that place in my mind, but then my attitude, my mindset, knowing it's a process, going, look, I will until. So when you start going in that self-doubt zone, that's when you have to remember your reasons. You know, do a dream board, do a vision board, you know, put it in front of you. I have a whole success environment here at my office I've got pictures of my family. I've got sand from the beach in Hawaii where my wife and I like to go. I've got, you know, affirmations. I've got playlists, music playlists that, that are upbeat, motivating. I got a 65-inch TV I purchased just to play videos in the background of dream homes and places we want to travel and all of those things, right? 
Um, I've got screensavers on all my devices, my phone, because we check our phone and average. One of the studies I saw was 344 times a day. So your subconscious is always recording. So if you're going to be an entrepreneur, understand that most people, if you want to have something different than the masses, we have to do something different than the masses. Most people are not willing to do what it takes to be an entrepreneur, but that's why most people will not live the life that you live. Successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do. And, and the way I looked at it was, look, I can play now, like just work a job and just play afterwards, do all that stuff and pay later when I never have the life that I want for my family. Or I can pay now so I can play later. So there's nothing wrong with having a job. Some people go, dear, I love being a teacher. But they're like, but but they go, I would love to do it because I want to, not because I have to. So there are different reasons that motivate people. Get very clear on why you want to do it. Understand it's a process. Understand it's an emotional roller coaster. And then what I would do is I would seek out the people that you relate to. Not everyone relates to every person. Someone may like a Tony Robbins. Someone may like this other person. But find the people that have what you want and invest in you. You are your best investment. People go, is it crypto? Is it real estate? No, it's you. You are your best investment because you take you with you everywhere you go. And we get paid based on the value that we bring to the marketplace. So many years ago when I got, they started cutting my territory. When I was, you know, you know, uh, one of the top increase in sales in the Southeast. And I was terrible. And by the way, I didn't know anything about anything, but I made up in numbers what I lacked in skill. It was not because I was good <laughs> that I'm that I was number one in sales increase in the Southeast. It was because I made up in numbers what I lacked in skill. Then I started working for another company. I'm like, I'm going to work my way up. And one day the boss will maybe bring me in. Nope. Work really hard. They sold the company for millions. We all got laid off. And so I got to a point many years ago going, you know what? I'm done with this. If I get paid based on the value that I bring to the marketplace, I'm going to work on me so hard that no matter what happens, anyone in the world would want to work with me. And then I went out and started hiring the best, one of the top 20 YouTubers in Forbes, one of the top social media in Forbes, you know, this mentor, that mentor, consuming content, and it changed me, right? So, and, and so those are some recommendations that, that I would give you. Really think through why you're doing it, understand it's a process, work on yourself every single day, invest in yourself, have accountability. And, and if you find someone that has been where you want to go, they can teach you the steps to get there. Now, definitely some really great stuff there, uh, Darren. Uh, and you've been sharing a lot of incredible value this whole interview. You know, like if you're an employee, you know, you mentioned Jim Rohn, you know, working your job, full-time working your business part-time at the beginning and find something you are passionate about. And a good reminder, entrepreneurship takes time. You have to be patient with yourself. You know, if you're not making money in three to six months, be patient. If you're doing the right things, eventually it's going to bear fruit like the bamboo tree. First four or five years, it's not growing at all. It's being watered and nurtured on the ground. And it seems like nothing's happening. And in the fifth year, in the span of two, three months, it grows 90 feet. Did it grow 90 feet in those two, three months? No, it took five years. But it was patient, nurturing, watering, taking care of and consistency that led to that incredible growth. So you can have that same growth as well. And I like you just said, those get rich quick schemes, easy is sleazy. So if someone tells you you're gonna make a million dollars in your first week, run run for the door because they're lying to you. Uh, you know, again, it takes time, 
Wealthy People Built Absence, as you mentioned, from Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a great book. I highly recommend it. Um, and a lot of times when you're starting up, not trying the very beginning, you're going to work hard. You're going to be underpaid for the work that you do. But if you're consistent, you do the right things. Eventually, you're going to be overpaid for the work that you do. So you just got to be patient. You're going to be ups and downs. You're going to be great moments. You're going to make really good money. Then you're going to have your downsides where uh, you know your business is struggling. That's going to happen. But also avoid, you say, avoid people going to keep you down. You mentioned Steve Harvey says, if you want to destroy a dream, tell it to small-minded people because they will bring you down. And you remind me of the example of these crabs in a jar. So one crab's trying to get out of the jar and the other crab's going to try to bring him down. So they don't want the crabs to leave the jar. And that happens to a lot of people. You might have a lot of friends you know, you get along with and you want to grow. You want to take yourself to a higher level. And you said, they have a choice. They can to remain on your level. They can either grow themselves or they keep you down at their level. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, it's much easier for them to keep you down at their level. Which is why sometimes you just need a new group of friends who will help you grow. And you got to stay away from those dream stealers. And I, I like the fact you keep talking about I will until I will until. So it's a new book that you have out, and I'm sure it's going to be a great read. So I will until until because. Um, Again, what you say to yourself makes a big difference. A lot of times we're saying negative stuff, weak stuff to ourselves, and we're not even aware of it. So change what you say to yourself. And remember, have the reasons, because you said reasons will reap results. And you talked about the, the example. You, you Whenever things were going tough, you you kept remembering your daughter crying. And you said to yourself, I'm not going to quit like other people. A lot of people quit. You, you didn't want to see your daughter struggle. You wanted to give her that great life. You wanted to take her to Disney World. And that's, that's why you said, I will until. Um, and you gave some other examples. You use a dream board or a vision board. Those are very powerful because you, you, everywhere in your house, you you have these reminders of living a good, successful life. You have screen servers, like you mentioned. You look at your phone 344 times a day. Have a screen saver that's going to be uplift you and inspire you. Um, do something different from other people. Most people do the same thing. And unfortunately, what most people do leads to a mediocre life. And successful people, you said, will do what the unsuccessful people don't. So like you say, you're willing in the beginning to be uncomfortable because in the end, you'll have a comfortable life. A lot of people do the opposite. They want to do what is comfortable. But then 20 years later, they don't have a comfortable life. So do what is uncomfortable. Do what most people will not do. And if you want to get a mentor, seek out someone you can relate to. And, and I love you ended with invest in yourself. You are the best investment you can make. And unfortunately, people don't look at it that way. And you know what? You got to think of yourself as a stock. You invest in a stock because you think it's good and worth worthy of investing. And you got to think of yourself the same way. If you invest in yourself, you can have great returns for investment. But a lot of people are not willing to do that. So I agree. Your best investment is in yourself. And you can say you can see you've been doing it for 25 years. And even though you've had all the success, you continue to invest in yourself. And every successful person I've ever talked to, Darren, they say, I keep investing because I want to get better because I know I can do more things for my family to help other people and, and do all these great things. That's why I keep investing myself because I know I'm capable of doing more great stuff for society. So I agree, keep investing in yourself. So Darren, listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. Uh, you gave so much incredible value and advice and great tips. I know everyone listening has learned a lot from you. So again, I want to thank you for being on the show. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you, Darren? Um, they can go to IWillUntil.com, and there's a contact form on the site. Um, if they're an entrepreneur looking to get, you know, coaching, um, they can go to IWillUntil.com slash book a call. But either way, they can get in touch with me uh, on that site. 
Awesome. And Darren, thanks again for being on the show. It was a real pleasure having you on. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.